Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode 11 of He Said, She Said. I'm your host, Eric. And I'm Sierra. And this week, we are talking about a topic that we actually both agree on, mm-hmm. and that's gun control. When I say we agree, I mean that we are both pro-gun. Yep. Uh, in this podcast, we're going to find out our views on gun control in general, though, kind of where we stand on gun control. Before we get started, uh, we do want to say our condolences for the recent tragic shooting that occurred in May and all other persons that have been affected by similar tragedies. Yep. So we actually had a, a listener reach out and ask us uh, if this was going to be a topic. And Eric and I had talked about like long before we actually even started the podcast. We were kind of just spitballing topics. And this one came up and we weren't sure if we wanted to do it because it is such a heavy topic. But I think if we explain and, you know, go into detail, then I think people will have a better understanding of us. Yeah, for sure. We want to note that although we are both pro-gun, we do believe that incidents like this, although tragic, are likely avoidable in one way, shape, or form. So before we get totally into gun control, we're going to talk a little bit about the parts and history of an AR. And I say this because generally on the news, if there is any event, it's usually AR, AR, not usually pistols, right? Yeah. And also, finally, Eric's going to be talking more on a podcast than I am. (laughs) Yes, I most likely will. So everyone tends to get scared when they hear those two letters because they think that AR stands for assault rifle. Even me being in the Army, I actually was one of those people. (laughs) Oh, no. I know. Well, in fact, AR does not stand for assault rifle. AR, in fact, stands for Armalite rifle. Okay, I hate it when people call these assault rifles or assault weapons because, like I said, they're not. Assault is a verb, and you can assault people with these weapons. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I said, it's an Armalite rifle, AR-15. Armalite was the company that came up with this design for the style of rifle back in the 1950s. And when you mention the 15 in AR-15, that just stands for the model of AR. So it's the 15th model or design of the AR. Uh, There are other models, uh, the most familiar being the AR-10, which is simply a larger framed rifle using a larger caliber than the AR-15. So the parts of an AR consist of the following. You have your lower receiver or lower body, and then your upper receiver or upper body. A lower receiver, this piece of the gun is literally considered the firearm by the ATF. This part uh, generally contains a serial number. The lower receiver houses the fire control group, which includes your trigger, your hammer, your disconnect, and all the springs. The magazine, your magazine release, your buffer tube, your buffer, uh, stock of your choosing, uh, safety selector, and your bolt catch. Kind of in a nutshell there. You've got some other springs and miscellaneous pins, but that's the majority of it. The upper receiver is the part of the firearm that contains the barrel, the bolt carrier group, your charging handle, and the forward assist. When each of these receivers contain all the mentioned parts and then are put together, you have a complete AR. You, you built one, right? You built your own? You built a few, right? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've built a couple of these. Like I said, this is a, a hobby of mine, so I enjoy building them. I know a little bit about them. So uh, one last thing to note about the ARs is that these weapons are semi-automatic. For those that don't know, semi-automatic means single shot. One bullet is fired for each single trigger pull. Uh, This is standard, just like a pistol. So you have to pull the trigger every time you fire it. Correct. So when civilians get their hands on these, every shot they fire, they're, they're pulling the trigger. Yes. So they can't just hold it down. No, so you can't 
have a fully automatic Armalite rifle, mm-hmm. AR, without a Class 3 firearms license. You can apply for a Class 3 firearms license. I've actually looked into it. It's just a kind of a stricter... Uh, Background check, essentially? Yeah, uh, process. Like I said, it's, it's not out of reach. Like, if yeah. I really wanted one, I could apply for one and potentially obtain one. But so, like, I have a question. So, most of, like, the mass shootings that happen, they are not... They're semi-automatic, right? Yes. So, they're literally sitting there pulling the trigger. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you can pull a trigger at a high rate of speed. Because it's pretty easy. It's not, like, a tough... Yeah. It's not like a handgun where you have to actually, like, put force behind it. Um, I mean, honestly, they, they can have the same trigger pull weight Mm -hmm. um you can modify your trigger pull weight in an ar just like you can a pistol generally the lowest you want to go with the ar is around two two and a half pounds and that might be for like you know competition shooting or just comfortability honestly Mm -hmm. but they come standard around seven to twelve pounds okay i was just thinking like when i was in the army i mean we had automatic we had fully automatic M4s, though. Yeah, so I'm we glad you bring that up because yeah. an M4 is essentially the same thing as an AR. Yeah. Uh, the um, there, it was a lot lighter from what I was told, like, to carry. The M4? Yeah. They said it was... Because they used to use the AR-15 mm-hmm. or even an M16. And then we went to the M4 and it was a lot lighter. Yeah, so, I mean, the kind of the neat thing about ARs um, are pretty much all the parts are interchangeable, right? You can use... M4 parts on an AR-15, M16, you know, however you want. Because um, your other parts they have are like barrel guards, uh, hand guards, you know, sights, optics, stuff like that. Like I say, that's that's the gist of it before we kind of get into everything. But uh, now that we've got the basics out of the way, let's t- uh, talk a little bit about some of our experiences and thoughts on this. So when's the first time that you shot a gun? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, I want to say the first time that I shot a gun, let's, I'll say, like, assisted. Um, I was young. I, I mean, I definitely shot a BB gun when I was probably <laughs> five. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, I grew up in the country, so, yeah, I probably shot my first BB gun around five. And then, man, I think, I think even my first 410, I might have been, like, eight years old. And then my first 12 gauge, I was probably 10 or 12. And that one... Left a bruise because <laughs> that was a pretty big kick. But from a super young age, I remember my dad and my brothers, like, we were always taught gun safety and how to walk with your gun and how to, where to point it, things like that. And yeah, how to steady yourself to make sure you were comfortable. And yeah, so we were <laughs> at a pretty young age. I mean, and then I remember too, I think I, so it was dove season. People don't come at me. <laughs> I think I shot my first dove at like eight or ten. Okay. And I shot it out of my bedroom window like the little redneck that I was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But um yeah, I mean I I'm pretty obviously I was in the army. I mean I'm pretty comfortable with guns, but Yeah. Have you ever purchased a firearm yourself? Not from like a store. Um <laughs> so I I've had one gifted to me. I've had a lot actually gifted to me, like the um, shotguns that I've, I guess they weren't technically mine, um, but yeah, so my first handgun I had, it, it was a gift, and then the next handgun that I got was also a gift, 
And then the last one that I finally got, I bought from my brother who bought it from a store. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we'll get more into kind of the gifting portion and stuff uh, later when it comes to gun control. Yeah. But so I myself probably didn't shoot a gun for the first time until early teens. Um, I think I went out with a friend and his grandfather and we went to a range and shot a shotgun i think it was probably a 410 Mm, maybe a 12 gauge okay and honestly i was i was young and i wasn't a fan of it really yeah why did it scare you i i don't remember i just i feel like i was just uncomfortable with it at the time well yeah and and see and i think that's probably a lot to do with because you had never you didn't grow up with it no i I I didn't grow up with it you know my family never really into it Mm -hmm. i was never taught anything about it yeah uh, you know, I was given a very basic, okay, do this, do this, don't do this, don't point here, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be a little scared then, too. Yeah, and, it, like, I wasn't sure the kick or anything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a little little scary my first time. I was fairly young and didn't know. You want to know what else is scary, though? When you're sitting in basic training and they ask, <laughs> who has never shot a gun? And, like, half your company raises your hand, you're like, oh, dear God. <laughs> Oh god. That's also scary. I could imagine. It's like you can go to the range. You don't know if the person to your left or right's ever shot a gun before. Um yeah, it's true. It's and like then you hear horror stories of a bullet going through the side because Yeah. And and they would call it flagging if they like, you know, point their gun at you and everyone freaks out like, "Hey, yeah. watch yourself." Like, yep. get it together. But as far as owning guns, um I have purchased multiple guns. I've built multiple guns. I'll get a little bit into that uh, later on here, Uh, but let's go ahead and just talk about kind of what we think about firearms and ammunition, you know, values they provide, because a lot of people, I don't think they realize that it provides value to other people, the community. You mean like safety? It could be safety. It could be food. People go hunting. Oh, true. Hobbies, like myself. Yeah. Sport. I mean, there's a lot of things that... Because I'm pretty sure, isn't it still in the Olympics? Yeah, shooting yeah there's Olympic the shooting, Olympics. exactly. Yeah. You know, so people say, oh, well, you shouldn't own a firearm. It's There's more to it than that. Like I said, you've got your hunting, and for those that say you can't hunt with an AR, you can. I have yes. before. Yes. But yeah, I, I think that guns are more than just guns. Yeah, people... And now I think a lot of times people... Even when you hear the word gun, they're already terrified. <laughs> yeah. So. And for those that don't know, I think guns are a great store of value. Uh, I think they hold their dollar value very oh, well. Yeah. And I mean, heck, if, you know, the government continues at the rate they're going, honestly, the value of guns is just going to go yeah. up. Gosh, that's true. So, yeah. Just like ammunition. Holy moly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we won't even get into it, but <laughs> the price of ammo has increased. <laughs> well, it's like... Crazily. My office is doing an, like a team outing, and we're going to the shooting range. When? I want to go. It's July 7th, but yeah, and it's in the evening, so it's just, I can't even go. It's a Thursday, but um, so they're doing an outing, and they're going to the shooting range, and the doctor was like, you don't have to bring your own gun. I'm like, but you better bring your own ammunition because <laughs> that is expensive. But Yeah, ammo has definitely gone up in the last two years here. So that's kind of unfortunate because, 
you know, it deters people from getting that practice yeah. and safety skills yeah. that they need. Yeah, isn't that terrible? Yeah. Because, like, even us, I mean, we have... Gonna toot my own horn. I shot expert. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then you, you are pretty good too. So it's like <laughs> even us being good at shooting and comfortable with guns. It's like we still want to practice. Yeah. And you still should practice. But honestly, it's so freaking expensive right now. You you feel like you're wasting it. And yeah. I mean, it's hard to come by too because it's so expensive. People are like buying it and stocking up on it so it's hard to even find yeah but. yeah so th this is a deteriorating skill and if you don't keep your training on it then you are you know less likely to be sufficient with yeah. these i mean heck, even in the army you have to qualify every year for it even if your job is has nothing to do with weapons right you still have to qual every year so it's like you still have to practice but yeah so how about we talk about just kind of some measures that are in place by some states i'm not going to like name off the measure or the state that this measure is in, but here's just a couple that uh, I've kind of found and kind of read about. Uh, so obviously, you know, one that I'm pretty sure is just nationwide, uh, felons can't own or possess a firearm. And honestly, I feel kind of bad because some of these felons, you know, they're not, it's not assault. It's not, I don't want to say it's not a dangerous felony, but you could get a felony for having too much weed. Right. And so, you can't own a firearm. Yeah. So that's kind of unfortunate, but, you know. Like you know, any type of firearm? No. Shotgun? Nothing. Handgun? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. It is yep illegal to possess or own a firearm if you're a felon. But, um, I mean, I kind of feel like that's like... Yeah, I mean, you're doing something bad, obviously. Yeah. So, but know, again, you're like digging you, your own grave there. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, it could be anything that you could get a felony for. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think eventually, like, say you have, like... DUIs or something like can't that eventually become a felony if you have too many like you said. that's a good question I'm not sure uh, I know I don't know if um you know involuntary actions from mm -hmm. a DUI could could bring felony charges yeah. but yeah I mean stuff like that right but they so just have to blanket it unfortunately because a felony is a felony and you know yeah so this is kind of one that blew my mind uh there's a state where you can't have a separate magazine on your AR the magazine actually has to be tack welded into the lower receiver. Can you imagine? You have to disassemble Stop it. the lower receiver from the upper receiver to reload it. Stop. Yeah. No way. What sense does that make? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would piss me off <laughs> to no extent. Yeah. If I had to do gonna... that and I'm at the range, I have to disassemble my upper and lower just so I can shoot 10 more rounds because also in that state, you're not allowed... A magazine greater than a 10-round capacity. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That is terrible. <laughs> that is that is such a bad law. <laughs> it's awful. Holy cow. Yep. So, you know, on that, the rifles cannot have a magazine exceed, exceeding a 10-round capacity. Um, pistols cannot have a magazine exceeding six rounds capacity. Uh, I've seen you must obtain a permit to purchase a firearm. From your local police stations in certain states. Yeah, I feel like that's a little standard, right? No. Any firearm, not just a handgun. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay, and then this last one is kind of this. Yeah, I think this one's terrible. Yeah. I think it's stupid. So, red flag laws. If you don't know what this is, this is where police, family, friends, kind of pretty much anybody that knows you. Yep. 
can petition the state court to order a temporary removal of firearms from someone due to believing they could be a present danger. Uh, And this is also known by other names in other states, but I've most commonly heard them as red flag laws. And, you know, it's probably one of those things where it's like they it's like you're guilty until proven innocent. And instead of like investigating you, but like letting you keep your firearms during that time, Mm -hmm. they just take them and then they investigate you. Yeah, and a lot of Just times... Just like CPS. Like, we, I, I listened to this one horrible case of, like, CPS, and it was just mind-blowing. But then the parents were in the right, and it took so long to yep. prove it. So it's like, that is so backwards. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times with these red flag laws, you don't know until the police are knocking on your door. Right. So I've heard horror stories of this where, you know, police come knocking, and you have no clue, coming to take your guns, and... I mean, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed, too. Obviously, I might be a little bit more level-headed than some of these other people, but, you know, it ends up in a shootout and people die. That is terrible. It's like, I would be pissed if somebody came and tried to take my guns. Yeah. And then, like, that's the thing. Like, say, you know, you tick off your neighbor and they know that you have weapons, you know? They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to tell on them and say, I think they're suspicious or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then, boom, then then your stuff's taken away from you. Yeah. So, you know, these are just a couple measures in some states. Not all states and not all the measures. But I'm going to just go ahead and talk real quick about the process that I went through to own a firearm in the state of Texas. You know, that's our home state where we live. And when we moved from Virginia to Texas... That was like one of the first things you did. I was just about to say, that was like literally one of the first things I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were here for like two days. And you're like, (laughs) where's the firearms? (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I had my permit. So, and to note on that, right, you don't need a permit to own a firearm in the state of Texas. Yeah. Um, As with most states, the only thing that you need is a license or military orders to be in the state and a background check. Yeah, and then you can open carry. Exactly. Yeah, you you can open carry a firearm freely without any sort of permit. It, to conceal, though, you usually have to have a concealed carry permit, a firearm permit, something of that sort. So that was, like I said, one of the first things I did uh, in Texas here. And when I did that, I had to take a kind of an awareness course, a safety, online safety course. I had to get my fingerprints. I had to do a background check. I had to take you know, a test on the courses that I was given. And then I also had to do a instructor-led gun safety course. See, and I think that's all great. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. <laughs> For the state of Virginia, all I had to do, believe it or not, it was less. Which okay. is crazy. Yeah, state of Virginia, all I had to do was take an online course, uh, take a 25-question quiz, and bring my past quiz, $50 to the courthouse, submit my documents there, then bring them over to the police station, get my prints, and and so go on. So once you get that and you renew it, mm-hmm. do you have to do that whole process over again, or you just renew it? No, when you renew it, you just have to pay the you just have to pay the fee and renew it that way. Interesting. Yeah. So and I think you have to renew it every five years. Yeah. Um, I just also want to point out that like thankfully that is a lot of steps, but like literally. It's still harder for me to get my Adderall every month <laughs> than get a yeah, freaking gun. Yeah, you just went through that and it, it And it's took still a while. not right. It's still not right. I know. 
Yeah. So that's just crazy. That just tells you how the world is. A prescription that I've been taking for eight years, and I still have to jump through hoops every single month to get it refilled. Yeah. Insane. But any Joe Schmo can go and take these tests and pretend to be normal and Mm -hmm. get a gun. So So once you have your permit, um, some states will respect your home state's permit, and you can carry in that state. However, you do have to be wary because some states do not respect your home state's permit. So say like we went to Indiana and we have our Texas gun permit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Indiana is like yes, one of those I think states. they are. But just as an example, so say they weren't and we concealed carried, we could get in trouble. Yes, you would be breaking the law at that point. And is that a felony? I honestly, I, I can't say. I, I don't know, and yeah. I'm not going to answer it if I don't know. Okay. Yep. Okay. So. You've kind of heard the process that I went through, you know. What do you think of, of that process? Do you think that's enough? Um, I mean, it's a good start. I think the fingerprints, the background check, the courses I definitely like. I don't like the fact that they're online because <laughs> anybody could do them for you. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, even the test, because you said the test was online, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, anybody could take that test for you. So I feel like that should be in person. Like my freaking driver's ed was in person. Why is this not in person? <laughs> right. And I get that like everything's online now, but if you ha- if you have to go somewhere to physically get your concealed carry permit and you have to take that other course with the instructor, they might as well just do the whole test there. So I kind of wish that was different. And then, I mean, I don't know what they do in the background check. They probably just check for obviously any charges any type of jail time, anything like that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, at this point, I kind of feel like they should be checking social media because... (laughs) I think that's a really good point. Yeah, because so many people put stuff on social media. I mean, employers check social media before they hire you. Yeah. So why not check it for a gun permit? I I think, you know, definitely do that. And then if if there's any, like, kind of red flags that they see then maybe kind of treat it like like a soft uh, security clearance, I guess. Like, go interview people because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had top security clearance and they interviewed people that I hadn't even talked to yeah. in years. Yep. So, and I had no clue who they were going to interview, so it's not like I could go warn these people, you right. know. So, I kind of feel like they should definitely check social media, add that to the list, mm-hmm. and if any red flags or even if they just get like kind of a weird vibe, then they, I feel like they should like do kind of like a security clearance type thing where they interview the person, they interview other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my security clearance interview. I could hear the guy yelling at the other kid in front of me. He was like an 18-year-old kid. I was like 22 when I went in the Army, <laughs> so I was kind of one of the older ones. Mm-hmm. Um and the kid came out crying, and I was, like, so nervous. And I remember <laughs> my recruiter was like, yeah, he's kind of a hard ass. I was like, okay, well, it'll be fine. I walked in, and he kind of was, but I was kind of cocky, too. So <laughs> I think he, like, liked me. But, yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking at first. But I, yeah. I think they should have people like that. And, I mean, that's what their job is. Their job is to see if you're oh, yeah. qualified and all that. So yep. I just think that should be added. Yeah, no, I I actually like that. Um, You know, that's kind of something that you just threw in there. uh, And I think it's a pretty valid point. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about like a a mental health evaluation? Um, I I feel like that's a good one too. 
I mean, they, every time I take a lark to the freaking pediatrician, I have to fill out a mental health evaluation for myself, like <laughs> for postpartum. I mean, I'm yeah. like, when we're a year past that, so well, I don't see why they don't do it for gun control too. I mean, I obviously know you can lie on that paper, but yeah. if you, if you meet with someone who does like the security clearance background check, they'll be able to tell if there's something going on. Mm-hmm. And then if they think everything kind of checks out, but like you might need to see like a psychologist or something or a psychiatrist. Then I think that would be a good idea, but that one's a little tricky because, I mean, even ADHD could be considered like a mental okay. health disorder, I think. Right. So that one could be a little tricky. And I mean, everyone, I, not everyone, but a lot of people I've talked to like have at some point in their life struggled with some sort of depression or anxiety. So especially now. Yeah. So that could be kind of tricky, but I definitely think it is still a good idea to check and just kind of see where they're at like even if it's you know like have you ever felt this way like oh only sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. like a like i hate the world type thing (laughs) right so yeah i mean it it could be something that you kind of throw in every five years or 10 years even yeah you know could be whenever you renew your permit if you have a permit yeah or it could just you know be you know five or ten year thing if you don't have a permit yeah it has to be shown when you from your doctor like you get it like at your wellness physical or something and pass like they say yeah you pass the checklist and there you go yeah i like that yeah so how about like um gun safety because the instructor when i took the course i mean there was some minimal gun safety you know hey do you know what you're doing yeah okay you know do this do this but it wasn't a very intense gun safety training. It was a very brief, you know, since I, I already had a little bit of experience, but yeah, again, very brief. Um, I mean, I guess that kind of just is on the instructor at that point. Like if they, if you say, yeah, I'm okay. And they take your word for it. I mean, they kind of have to, and then they observe you and they think you are handling it well, then I think that's fine. But if somebody says, no, I got it. And then they end up kind of like fumbling around with it. Like, then that should be on the instructor to, like, step in and say, okay, you're actually not doing it right (laughs) or you're not being safe. But I definitely think that safety is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even teaching young, you know, but it's like, because my handgun doesn't have a safety on it because it's so small. Right. And there's a lot of guns like that. Yeah. And so it's like, I definitely would not recommend that to a first time gun owner. (laughs) And I was actually talking about it with a friend, and she's like, I've never owned a handgun. I want one, but I want a small one. I was like, well, then you should probably make sure there's one with a safety on it because... But yeah, I mean, even me, like, I still am, especially with Alaric now, like, I am still so cautious with my Mm -hmm. handgun that I don't even keep one in the chamber. Um, I just feel like that's safer, but... Yeah, I mean, we really don't keep any around the house anymore like we used to. We used to keep one at the bedside. Yeah, one on your side, one on my side. Yeah. One in the car, like... That we took out every night, but, you yeah. know, we keep it with, heck, for a while I had one in the diaper bag, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't keep him around anymore, especially because he's crawling and... Yeah, he's getting older, getting more access to things. Obviously, we will find ways to better secure them and I mean, they're keep them with us, but, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a safe right now, but um, we have that lockbox in the car, too. We have the safe yep. in the car, but, yeah, I think it's super important to make sure the person feels comfortable and back to the whole, you know how to how do you think you should obtain a permit maybe even go to the extent of just taking like an hour class every five years just to make sure 
Yeah, like know. a refresher course. Yep, a refresher, a, a re, a, you know, another safety course, another like, I know what I'm doing, let me show you type yeah. thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think something that should happen at least, you know, your first time, I think there should be a gun safety course where you have to break down the firearm oh, yeah. with a dummy round. Because a lot of times, uh-huh. people don't clear the chambers, oh and like that's super basic. Yeah, that even happened right to my there. grandpa. He was in the army. He was a freaking MP, and he was cleaning. And he was like, I was a kid, you know, I was a teenager. He was cleaning one of his guns, and it freaking shot through the ceiling. And we're like, seriously, grandpa? Like, you were in the army for? He was in Vietnam, and it's like he grew up hunting. And we're like, "Are you kidding me right now?" So then they fix the hole, right? Well, then my dad puts a freaking target up like above his chair where he did it as a joke. And then I'm not joking, cannot make this up. Like three years later, he did it again, and we're like, "Grandpa!" Oh man! Yeah. So yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So I think I think that should be thrown in there as a one-time thing, and then. You can have, like, advanced training courses or advanced safety courses, annual gun safety reviews. You know, there's a lot of additional safety training reviews that can be added. Yeah. Um, And I think it would be important, too, if it was affordable. Yeah. So... Because I think the course that your mom took, wasn't it around 250 It could have been. Yeah. Um, See, that just seems pretty high. I mean, I know you're paying for the service and you're paying the instructor, you're paying for the the certification right but it's like if we really want this to be a safer option and like we want people to do this then we need to make it affordable yeah and that's super expensive i like that because you know times like this especially people are always money conscious yeah 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 and i mean not just you know yeah every i feel like it just needs to be more accessible and affordable to everybody no i I agree i agree so i'm going to talk about my experience the very first time that I purchased a firearm. And this is actually going to fall back onto the uh, seller. But so the very first time I purchased a firearm, it was online and it was shipped directly to my house. Yeah. Is that weird or something? That is a no-no. Why? (laughs) Every time that you transfer a firearm. Oh, you bought it from a like a person. You didn't buy it off like I know I bought it from a store online. Okay. But anytime you transfer a firearm, it's supposed to go through something called an FFL. An FFL is a federal firearms licensee. So, like back in Virginia, um there was this guy who opened up an LLC and he was just an FFL. So, cuz it was cheaper for him to do it out of his home and you know, it's like 20 25 bucks. Yeah. And you just so you ship your Rifle, uh-huh. pistol, whatever, to him. Okay. And then you go to his house because he ran out of his house. And he filled out all the paperwork. Wow. Your ATF paperwork, everything like that. Huh. Yeah. And then. Surprised you haven't told me you want to do that. <laughs> I'm not home enough for it. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be doing it. Uh. But um, yeah. So, and, and you know, he made 20, 25 bucks every transfer. Wow. Yeah. So everything's supposed to go through an FFL. So, so in that instance, you know, the seller, they could have gotten in trouble. Wow. Uh, I ended up taking it to the FFL that I originally planned to transfer it from and got everything done properly. So the FFL guy would not be in trouble, just the seller. Correct. Huh. Yep. So, but you bought it from a store. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So, however, you can 
remember how you had mentioned your guns were gifts. Yeah. So when you go to purchase a firearm, you actually have to state whether the gun is for you or a gift for somebody yeah. else. But at the time, if you're truly getting it for yourself, then... Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, there are times where, hey, you know, I'm getting this as for a gift for my son or a gift yeah. for my grandson, gift for my daughter, right? Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, hunting, hobby, anything. Yeah. But say you don't do that, say you buy it for yourself and you do go to sell it later on to another individual. You know, this is where things kind of fall off. Cause... That's honestly such a fear of mine is like... I've only I've only sold one handgun to somebody and I know that was it that one was a gift to me and it was registered as a gift to me. Mm-hmm. And so like my name's on the serial number so it's like I'm so paranoid that <laughs> cuz I didn't sell it properly. Right. And like I'm so paranoid that like what if they sold it and now like somebody does something horrible with it and it's like linked back to me and I'm like uh yeah <laughs> i'm in i'm in texas that is that's not me but so like the the one that i bought from my brother we went on the nra website and we printed off a bill of sale did it the right way yep. so exactly that's fine but like the the one before that yeah i totally just gave they do just gave me cash i mean he was like a friend sort of he's like a friend of a friend yeah but and, i mean you know but now could, i have no idea where that's at exactly. i mean he's in the navy he could, he could, could be it. anywhere yeah they <laughs> so, could sell it yeah yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned the bill of sale because, like I said, you could you can sell these firearms to anybody. Yep. You know, whoever's got the money and willing to buy it, you know, sell it to them. But uh, the proper way would be to have a bill of sale. That way, you have proof and evidence. Yeah. Um, however, not every state actually requires you to register your firearms. Yeah. So it's not necessary. It's uh, more so just for a you know safety kind of a admin keep you out of yeah any trouble if that gun is used in yeah. a crime in some sorts as we say at work cyoa cover your own ass <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah it, i mean exactly so anything else that uh you feel is pertinent or um i don't know i just i i'm glad that we i'm glad that we did do this because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of like i said at the beginning like when you say guns people get nervous my ears perk up (laughs) yeah but like some people get nervous and it's like when i tell people that i carry people get nervous and like oh my gosh you do like you're a total hippie and you have a gun it's like yeah but you know i don't it's just i'm glad that we glad that we did this topic because i feel like it gives people more of an insight on us it's not like it's not just because you're pro gun that you are everything that is currently going on with how guns are right ran so and i just again like when i tell people i'm i am pro-gun it's not like i'm some raging redneck that's stockpiling (laughs) all the guns and you know that's not how we are but yeah i don't know i just i just feel like there's a good happy medium and and honestly it's like the safe people that are doing it the safe way I don't want to say, like, we're not the problem, but, like, we're really not the problem, you right. know? And so, yes, I love all these measures that are going into place, and, like, I, I like the suggestions that we have, but, again, it's, like, the right people, the good people that are going to be doing this are 
are going to be the only ones doing this. If you are a bad person and you want to get a gun, you're going to get a gun, just like drugs. If you want to get drugs, you're going to find drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that you say that because when I see a fellow member of the community who has a firearm on their side, yeah, which is actually a lot in Texas, yeah, I feel more comfortable. Heck I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid. I feel more comfortable that they're standing next to me exactly. because I know if something happens, a bad guy comes in yep. with a gun, well, <laughs> chances are we're going to have more numbers. Exactly. Yeah. it's If you take guns away, guns will still be used in violent, yep. violent crimes. Oh, yeah. It, the gun is not the problem. It's no. the people. It is. It's the people. It's the training. Yeah. It's, it's more than just the gun. Yeah. Yep. And it is unfortunate, like I said, the people that are going to continue to do the right things are not the problem Mm -hmm. and so i don't know how when they say when they talk about gun control i really am just interested to see how they cannot they can't even get a handle on drugs right so how how do they expect to get a handle on guns i mean yeah i mean you can build it from scratch and if you look at the numbers there's more drug deaths than there are gun deaths yeah yep and that's i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things like any any of the tragic like they're all tragedies you know obviously should be preventable should not happen at all yeah so it's funny you say that because i like i saw statistic whatever you want to call it i don't know if it was fact but you know we sent so much money to ukraine yes to aid in what's happening there millions again tragic but if you took all that money and broke it down and divided it up amongst schools, yeah, those schools would have enough money to have a armed resource officer at every school. Yeah, and see, that's what also like bothers the heck out of me. Just because there's a sign that says this is a gun-free zone doesn't mean the bad guy's going to be like, oh, there's a sign there. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, got to turn around and go somewhere else. <laughs> that is not... No, that, that puts a giant target yeah, on your back. Are it, you kidding it, me? It really does. It really does. It's like, oh, does. man, if I go in here, nobody's going to mess with me. Exactly. And it's Could just, you imagine if banks... Oh, my like, gosh. Our officers don't yeah. have guns. Like, yeah, it just, like, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, that really bothers me that they, they do that. And I just... I, I don't understand why... The president, banks, jewelry stores, sometimes just malls in general. Why they're the zoo. I remember we were walking into the zoo that day and there was freaking police officers walking around. Yeah. Why do those places have armed police officers or guards, mm-hmm. but a school doesn't? So, yeah. so everything else is guarded with guns except a school? What sense does that make? And you know what? We were talking, like, my elementary school growing up, you walked in the, the breezeway, like, the doors, and then there was, like, a little breezeway, mm-hmm. and then you had full access to every classroom. Like, you didn't have to go through the front office, and they were always unlocked. Yeah. I mean, but that was, like, the early 2000s. But I think that's how most schools are, though. Not now. Not now, because when I went to the elementary school for, like, dental hygiene oh, yeah, day, yeah. so they knew we were coming. They knew how many people were coming. And one of the girls forgot her ID. Ooh. And because she wasn't driving, I mean, we all drove together. Yeah. And they would not let her in. So, oh, wow. Yep. So you ha- we had to buzz in from the outside, stand outside. They let us in. We were on like a breezeway. And then there was the front office, which was also behind a glass door. And then there was like another door that was locked. So mm-hmm. we had to show, 
we had to give them all our IDs. We got like little name badges. We got our picture taken. And then the other girl had to go wait in the car because she didn't have her ID. <laughs> and then we got escorted by a teacher. And then we did our little presentation. And yeah. then we were escorted back to the front by the same teacher. And then we had to turn in our visitor's pass sticker. And then we got our IDs back. Hmm. So super safe. That one made me feel super secure. But I know not all of them are like that. Yeah. And I mean, I hope my ele- elementary school changed like from where i grew up because like literally you could walk in and like there was three sets of doors and the two side doors were always locked but like the middle door was always unlocked so you could just walk right in and and i mean i remember like yes the office was to the left and it was glass doors Mm -hmm. but like you could walk straight back there was classrooms to the right it was right by the cafeteria so and then the gym so it's like they just need to be safer and i just still do not understand why there's not a few police officers. Yeah, I mean, police officers, hired guards. There should be somebody, an armed guard or officer security at every school. I mean, even if they don't want to go to the extent of, like, carrying a firearm, I mean, I've been sandbagged and I've been tased and pepper sprayed (laughs) being in the Army. Uh, That'll take you down. So at least have that. You know, if they don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. a police officer walking around, you know, because you never know with kids or whatever, give them that. Yeah. That'll do enough. Yeah. I mean, deter them, give them time. Yep. You know. Slow them down. Yep. And as far as like, so remember when we were in Virginia and Trump had just lost the presidency per se? Yeah. And like, or no, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the presidency, it was the governor. Okay. I don't really remember, but um northam maybe yeah it's governor yeah and they talked about all these kind of gun controls and like they were gonna try to take guns and (laughs) all these different gun laws it's like i don't think they should ever try to take your guns or limit how many you own or purchase because like i said there's but i mean like to a point like look at waco they were that's the only reason that they knew about the things that were going on in that compound was because they had so many guns. Yeah, but also That's all the people at Waco flagged. chose to be there, right? Not really. No? Uh, they were brainwashed. Eh, it was a cult. They, at yeah. one point or another, chose. Yeah, but, but then the women, like the kids, <laughs> yeah, they that that was wrong you know I, i'm not saying it but, wasn't but i know but i'm saying like that's how that's how they were flagged by the fbi is because they had so many yeah and it's like at that point yeah why do you need that many and look what happened at waco that was horrible yeah that was bad so but like i don't know a hobbyist the prepper so like if you had to put a number on it what would you put a number as like how like if you were if they said give me a limit what do you think an appropriate limit is 50 50 shoot i was thinking you would say like 20 like 20 of the same one like not including handguns so you're saying like 20 of like 20 rifles this this rifle this model this no just just 20 rifles in general 20 rifles in general see as a hobbyist right and a you could say hobbyist collector it's like i i like to own all of these different kinds and you know take them out to shoot them a few times and again store a value right you know these guns come in different calibers different sizes yeah and i know but like honestly 20 is i feel like that's 
That's there's, plenty. There, but there's more than 20 yeah. options. Okay. So if you don't want, if you want more, then just like what we're doing with Alaric, right? He wants more toys. He's got to give away toys. So <laughs> you, you have, you want to, you want a separate, you know. Okay. So this is perfect because this is something that we're, we're disagreeing on. <laughs> I, you know, just, I, I thought we up. would be completely agreed on for the most part, but, but I, don't I don't think there, why. I don't think there should be a limit. And you do? Yeah. Within reason. I mean, I don't think it should be like five, but I'm thinking like, honestly, 20 is plenty. Plenty. Yeah, see, I don't think there for, should be a limit. For like rifles and handguns. So 20, 20 rifles. So 40 total. Yeah, 40 total. And if you want a separate one, then you have to give another one away. Just like we said with the lark. Like when, when his birthdays and Christmas come up, because we don't have a lot of room and we're not going to have a lot of room. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're getting however many toys for your birthday or Christmas. That's how many you have to give away. See, it's, you and know you how. you agree with me on that, I, but not your guns. Nope, not my guns. See? The guns Why? are more valuable. They, Like I said, it's a store of value. It's a collector's thing. So, like, when we get a house, um, it's like, you know, if, we, if I have a man cave, I legit want one of my walls in my man cave Jeez. to just be, you know, the guns kind of yeah. shown like they are at the at the range you know the rentals obviously i want to be able to block my man cave yeah obviously <laughs> but um yeah and okay so you bring up alaric we haven't touched this topic yet let's go ahead and touch this real quick okay i think that we should teach alaric about gun safety and guns as soon as he's able to comprehend the subject yeah i agree like super young i mean oh, heck, yeah. we could even start with like you know nerf guns or something and yeah um little toy guns and we explain what they're for we don't point them at anybody and if he does even in play like i mean we used to play war in the backyard Mm -hmm. and we all thought that was fine we used to freaking shoot each other with bb guns and like we thought it was fine oh yeah me and my friends did the same yeah but i don't want him to think that's okay and because even nerf guns i just i feel like if you're shooting somebody that's now that I look back at it, I'm like, why did I think that was okay? Because we we knew that, you know, this isn't going to hurt the person, so on and so forth. Yes. We were able to comprehend the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. So, I think as soon as Alaric can comprehend the and difference I, I between guess, yes and no, right and wrong, yeah, I, guess I think we should teach him. Yeah, and I, I see what you mean. Like, it's just fun. It's like yeah. lighthearted and, mm-hmm. you know. It's not anything serious. There but... are some parents who are like, nope, you're not touching that. Nope, you can't point yeah. it. But but I I don't want him to think that it's okay to point it at No, people. not at all. So yeah, we'll definitely start young, I think, and teach him gun safety. Mm-hmm. Teach him that if, say, he's at a friend's house that we're not there, or, you know, if the family has a gun out, like... Please, if they're not being careful, like, he needs to be careful. He needs to be mindful of where the gun is, yeah. who has it. If Even if it's an adult, I don't want him to be afraid of guns, mm-hmm. but I want him to understand that he needs to be aware of them. Yeah. And if a little kid gets a hold of it while he and his friends are like, hey, come, come look at this gun, he better say no, and he better go tell on him. I don't want our kid being a snitch. But that is one thing he better tell on. Like, no, I, I agree. Hey, you're like we are not. We're not playing with that. That is not something to play with without a parent. Yep. Not even to like look at, even if they think it's not loaded. 
I don't. Yeah, because you just never know. Look at your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But like, yeah, I, I think the younger we start telling him about it, the better. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the younger that we can assist him with how to get comfortable with it, I think that's better, too. Because, yep. I mean, at that point, like when I was older, I was completely comfortable with guns. You know, I yeah. I wasn't scared at all. And obviously, you know, we'll leave the choice up to him because it's like, you know, I've got a brother. I've got two younger brothers. One of them is just like me, loves guns, ammo, yeah. know everything. The other doesn't want anything to do with it. Doesn't yeah. want to touch them. Yep. And that is perfectly fine. If Alaric wants to not touch them, doesn't feel comfortable, if they really scare him, then that is fine. I don't care if he's 30 years old and they yeah. still scare him. He does not have to. We're not going to force him no, to learn. Not, no. But I definitely still want to teach him safety. Yes. Even if he doesn't feel comfortable shooting it. And safety meaning if other people are around him have it, he just needs to be aware what to do if there is an active shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, because, I mean, especially, like, yes, we are homeschooling, but we could be at the mall, we could be at the store, anywhere. And I just I wanted them to be aware because some of the things that I read and have seen like on TV is not what I was <laughs> trained in the army to do. I'm like that that's not even right. Right. So we went over that and like I want I want to teach him that too. Yeah. So Yeah, well we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Um I think this was fairly in depth for from what we're normally used to. Yeah. And I think this was one of the first topics where we actually agreed on it from the beginning. For the most part anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. But we hope you learned a little bit from this, uh, learned a little bit about guns, gun control, uh, and more importantly, gun safety. Yep. As Sierra mentioned, this was actually a listener topic, and we were happy that they reached out to us and kind of pushed us towards this. Yeah. You know, they said that they thought we might be able to make this a little bit lighthearted, so hopefully we didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. But uh, if you have a topic in mind that you want us to talk about, you know, send us a message. We we love to hear oh, yeah. these these topic ideas because yep. you know we try to run with it. <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, like and follow our Instagram at ACS Entertainment LLC. Click that link in our bio to listen or follow us, and go to our YouTube. We got a couple extra things there now. We're doing uh, ASMR videos on yep. Friday, uh, mostly just sounds on black screens. You know get to sleep pretty well yep and then uh we're doing a kind of a motivational monday type thing same thing it's some euphoric good vibe music that we're putting out monday mornings for your drive alaric to work. Likes it. yeah alaric loves it <sighs> so uh yeah we hope you enjoyed this episode uh make sure you tune in next week for a new episode of he said she said <laughs>